Love this podcast. Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. From the minds that brought you the smash hit podcasts, Your Life the Mixtape, and Headliners comes, Your Life the Mixtape Magazine, a free, monthly digital magazine that focuses on music, culture, and social commentary on current news and events. Visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today. Hello there, I I want to take a moment to talk to you about Dear Dean Magazine from Dear Dean Publishing, my favourite subscription-only monthly digital magazine. It's got subscriber-generated content about politics, pop culture, travel, family, pets, and poetry and wellness articles and features, contributor articles from nationally recognised journalists, writers, and artists, and provides opportunities for novice writers and authors and other contributors to share their voice, talents, and words. Did I mention that it's completely free? Dear Dean Magazine provides free advert space for small creators, authors, and podcasters, fulfilling its vision that some art should always be free. It's owned and operated by Myron J. Clifton and is designed and distributed by Katya J. Lerner at Buzzword Consulting. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up. You are now listening to Headliners, the show featuring the best and brightest in entertainment worldwide. Now here's your host, Greg Howard Jr. Her new single, Eclipse, is out right now for your listening pleasure. Please welcome the absolutely incredible Annabelle Guthers. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Greg. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for for being here. So tell the people listening at home and all over the world who may not be familiar with the epic song that is Eclipse. Tell them about it. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Well, Eclipse is a song. um, 
interestingly, I got to work on it with a lot of new collaborators, including Michael Blue, who's this brilliant producer, as well as Brett Epic Mazer, another just brilliant talent. And I got to bring it to life in Thousand Oaks, California at uh, their studio there. And it's a song that basically I talk about my experience eclipsing myself to others, especially, you know, scrolling through social media and how I have a tendency of just diminishing my own accomplishments and all that I'm doing when I compare myself to others and my desire to sort of step into my own light and out of the shadows, the other people of comparison. And it's really um, one of my favorite songs that I've ever written. Definitely one of the most meaningful to me. And for those who, you know, maybe go stream it, um, I hope that they step into their own light. Um, that's really like the one thing I could encourage them to do is to step into their own light and embrace being different in who they are. Love that. I love that. It's it's one of my favorite new songs. So, so oh. you know, thank you for, for sharing it uh, with us. Oh, thank you so much, Greg. That means the world to me. So tell me, on on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited about life are you right now? I'm very excited. I, I, you know, I'm someone who doesn't even need to be caffeinated to be excited. It would be problematic probably if I was caffeinated because I'm always a little bit, I'm somewhere between like 9 and 11, so probably 10 on a scale of excitement, but especially um, getting to be sort of immersed in my creativity and getting to make music with, again, such esteemed collaborators and just do what I love every single day, day in, day out. It's such a gift and a blessing. So I am, I'm pumped. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what would you say has been like the career highlight for you thus far? The career highlight thus far. That is a wonderful question. I would say working sort of um, toward my sophomore album has definitely been um, a career highlight. It really, um, you know, took me from my room in, in Montreal, Canada, across, you know, the United States, all the way to California. And so that's definitely been a, one of the career highlights. I would say one of them is writing on, for Eclipse, I wrote part of the song on Christine McVie's piano and I'm an ardent Fleetwood Mac fan, you know, just like number one. So writing on her piano was one of like the most cherished experiences I've probably had to date. Again, just meeting new people and having all these new experiences have been so special and so memorable for me and getting to learn from people, um, I would say those are amongst amongst the top highlights, but I, I've honestly been very fortunate to work with incredible musicians and talents throughout my career. So I it would honestly, it's really, it's really hard to say. I'm working on my a music video for a previous song release of mine. It was called Interstellar. That was definitely a highlight. I've never sort of been part of something like that before. So I feel like anything, any experience that's sort of inaugural or like a first is always very memorable. So every sort of step of the journey has been that for me. <laughs> so we're we're in kind of this landscape where anybody with an internet connection can put out music. 
So with with so many new artists emerging every day, what sets Annabelle Guthers apart? Oh, goodness. I mean, that's a great question. Um, I like to think that my um, my lyricism is definitely unique to me and it's definitely more diaristic. And I think what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to create this hybrid sound with my song. So something that feels like it could be contemporary, but also that encapsulate this, you know, nostalgic tones from the past. So more acoustical and organic instruments blended or hybridized with more synthetic instruments. I think that's part of what makes my sound unique and, you know, married that to my lyrics. And I feel like that, I feel like that's maybe what what will make me, if you're looking for something a little different, that's something that my music can offer. I also try um, and capture sort of dichotomies in my, in my music because I feel like it was one of the things I learned in school, which was you could never feel actually one emotion at a time. Like usually if you're sad, you're a little hopeful, or if you're happy, you might be a little trepidatious that that happiness might end at some point and so I think that's something that I try and capture is that like push and pull nature of two emotions like those dualities so that might that might be a little unique I love that that's a fantastic answer thank you so much Greg <laughs> what would you say are your most and least favorite parts of starting a new project most favorite is just anything to do with um, writing. I love writing. I love storytelling. I love music. So, you know, defining a sonic palette, coming up with the lyrics, coming up with the concepts, fleshing that out. All of that is so exciting to me. Um, even like, you know, determining visuals to pair with that love. I would say the most daunting for me always comes back to social media. I just, there's, you know the speed at which people come up with content and I it just has never been something that has come necessarily naturally to me um not to say that I don't like social media because I love engaging with um fans and you know friends and I think that there's really something beautiful about social media and that and the connection the community that it builds but um feeding social media is something that is always a bit daunting to me and always something where I go all right, got to post because <laughs> I, I, I love performing, but the social media performance aspect, if that makes sense, is always like I said. Yeah, just it's it's a it's a, it's a it's necessary a, evil. It's a necessary evil. Exactly. Again, I'm just never like inclined to post. And I also find like there's always an element of, I guess, self-promotion in there that I'm always a little uncomfy about. So um, that's probably the thing that I look forward to <laughs> the least of the um, of the process. But other than that, I I, I love most everything. <laughs> <laughs> what is the best career advice that you've ever been given? The best career advice I've ever been given would likely be just to keep going. I don't have the poem off the top of my head. There was a great poem, like, if you give up something that you love um, for something unknown, you end up losing both. Um, and that oh, that really resonated with me. And 
So yeah, because there are going to be days where, you know, that are tougher than others. And it is a very definitely um, competitive industry and a very difficult industry, very textured. And so the best advice I was given is just, you know, on those days, just commit to your dream and to keep going and to believe that anything that you want, it's totally achievable. Um, so that would be definitely one of the best. That and just to always stick to sort of like your gut and your voice, always be honest in your expression. Yeah. Who who is the dream collaboration for you? Oh my god. Okay, there's probably so many, but I'd probably say number 1 Stevie Nicks. Again, I'm I'm a huge Fleetwood Mac fan and I grew up listening to Stevie and I listen to her now and I just her songwriting, her new, just choices and her I she would be number one, I would say. Stevie Nicks, always and forever. I also love Alicia Keys. She would be up there for music collaborations. I mean, Harry Styles, love Harry, Taylor Swift, Phoebe Bridgers. I mean, there's I the list is is likely endless. But again, if I had to pick one, Stevie Nicks, Queen Stevie. I love that. I love that. I feel like there there's something about Stevie Nicks that she she falls into that like universally beloved category with like Dolly Parton and Betty White and you know just somebody that everybody loves no matter what your tastes are oh 100% and I feel like her songs are timeless and I feel even though I know that you know they're grounded in sort of like soft rock or rock or pop rock I feel like there's an element to them that you know bend genres just because of how universal they are and how the lyricism just speaks to, I mean, I think it speaks to everybody. So I can, I couldn't, I concur. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Do you have a favorite time of day? That's a great question. I'm going to say I'm a little bit of a night owl. But it wouldn't necessarily be my favorite time of the day. My favorite time, I feel like I'm most awake at night, which is great. Um, but I would say my favorite time of the day is probably around golden hour. Just, I love, I love sunsets. Almost, I, I can't say more than anything, but I love, love sunsets. And just like the color of every hue and... So for that reason, and it's usually like a quieter time just for more introspection. So for that reason, golden hour. So like late afternoon, early evening. Nice. What are the three things that Annabelle Guthers cannot live without? Three things Annabelle Guthers cannot live without. My family and friends, I would say like that's everything to me. So that's imperative. Number one, family and friends, just like loved ones. Because um, yeah, home is where the heart is and my heart is wherever my family is and my friends are. So that's number one. I That probably is like one, two and three, but I'm going to I'm going to put that into we'll count one. It as one. Yeah. OK, I'm a big foodie. But obviously we need food to survive. So I'm going to be specific about the foods that I need, um, including green apples, 
I have such an affinity for green apples ever since I'm as for as long as I can remember, I've loved green apples. So that's that's a necessity for my survival, um, as is chocolate. I think just I understand that's very broad. But I love chocolate. And lastly, what I would say, and again, I'm being particularly vague, but I would say purpose. I think that I just like, if it's like a project, if it's music, if it's um, just writing creativity, I think purpose is something that um, really nourishes me in more ways than one. So I would say, again, if I'm breaking it down, family and friends, chocolate and apples, and purpose. Three things I can't live without. <laughs> <laughs> if you could um, go back in time to the minute that you decided that you were going to pursue music and you knew everything that you know now, everything about the industry and how things work and, and all that, would you do anything differently? I don't think so. I don't think I would do anything differently. I feel like I could be hard on myself at times. So maybe I'd go like a little easier, like if a song didn't come out as I would have hoped it would, like after I wrote it or, um, cause I, I, I could be a little bit of a perfectionist. So I would say in that regard, just trusting the process maybe is something I would do differently, but, um, I don't think so. I, I really embraced the serendipity of the process. Um, and sort of the spontaneity. And I feel like most things thus far, anyways, I've in my career, I've sort of stumbled upon in a really organic, I didn't necessarily seek things out. Um, and so for that reason, I, I, I try and, you know, trust the ebb and flow of life and what it brings. And so for that reason, I would say, I don't think so. I, I, I'd say, uh, I would follow exactly as I did. <laughs> love that now i'm i'm very curious about your your answer to this next question um because in in the short time that you and i have spent together i uh, you have shown that you have an incredible vocabulary and you have used three of my favorite words are you kidding me yes um oh, i'm on i'm honored i'm honored to have used three of your favorite words yeah uh <laughs> Diaristic duality and serendipity are three of my favorite words that that I will that I will try to use as much as possible. So tell me what's the weirdest word in the English language? The weirdest word in the English language. I'm gonna go with. Oh, that's really hard. <laughs> that's really okay. The weirdest word. I feel like you have an answer. I feel like you have a word in in mind. 
I, I'm curious what you're, you have to tell me your word after I answer, because okay. on the spot, my mind is just drawing blanks currently. I'm going to say one of the weirdest words, it's probably not weird at all. And my logic for this is quite backward at the moment. I'm going to say one of the weirdest words is change, probably because it doesn't change. Like the word for change is change. Um, but what it represents is is something that's, you know, evolving. Um, so I think that's what I'm going, that's what I'm going to land on right now. That's a brilliant answer. I don't know about that. I'm feeling, I'm feeling really unsettled. I'm feeling <laughs> unsettled by that answer. No, that's a, that's a fantastic answer. Oh, thank that's, you. Okay, now I need really to know good. your word. Um, it's, it's, it's not as good as, as what you picked, uh, but it's, it's platypus. Oh, oh my God. Well, I love the word platypus. <laughs> I, who doesn't? And I don't know if you ever watched Phineas and Ferb. Mm -hmm. of, oh, an iconic TV show, but Perry the platypus, an iconic character. And platypus is definitely a one weird word. Yeah. And. What's the plural of platypus? Is there? I don't know that there is. That makes it all the weirder. Yeah. There you go. So I got to say, you nailed that. My, <laughs> my word, I'm like, oof. I'm going to be, this is a question that's now going to be keeping me up at night. What's no, the Oh, no. <laughs> um, what's, what's at the top of your professional bucket list? Like, what's what's the thing that... If you retired from music the day after you did this thing, you would be like, man, I'm good. Oh, my gosh. The top of my bucket list. I mean, any sort of performance on a on a big stage for me. And it's not it's not even like, you know, Madison Square Garden. I grew up going to concerts at the Bell Center, which is sort of the MSG of Montreal, Canada. And so to be able to perform there sort of as like the headlining act, that to me um, would be a definitive pinch me moment. Um, there's another amphitheater actually in um, Italy. And I had the pleasure of seeing an opera there many years ago. And it was one of the most special experiences of my life because, um, you know, it's such a historic location and you're underneath the stars. So there, that too would be um, at the top of my bucket list, but bell center, I would argue still takes the number one spot just because of my history, my history there and going to concerts and seeing my most beloved acts there. So bell center numero uno. <laughs> Is there an artist whose career path you have looked at and gone, that's the blueprint. That's that's kind of what I want to do. I'm that's another incredible question. There's definitely been um a number of those. I mean, I love um I feel like Taylor Swift's where she really like performed a lot and then built sort of her repertoire and her skills. I mean, she's one of, I'm, I'm a huge Swifty. So she's, you know, to me, one of the greatest of all time. 
um, her career path would definitely be a blueprint. There's actually, um, I'm like, there's a lesser known artist, but I realize most people are probably lesser known <laughs> to Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, her name is Amy Allen. She's this brilliant, brilliant songwriter. Um, she writes for so many of, you know, charting artists today. If you look at like Tate McRae, Harry Styles, she's written, like, if you think of a number one hit song, she's likely written it. And she went to Berkeley and I went to Berkeley and she has her own artist career as well. And I just think she's so, she's so talented. And I, I love that she has sort of her foot in both of those um, doors. So where she has her own artist career, but she also writes for others. And I love, uh, again, one of my greatest passions is writing. So to be able to write for others and help other artists sort of access their voices and then also be my own performing artist, I think that would be, that would be so special. So that would be, she'd be another blueprint artist for me. I love Amy Allen. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> That's okay. I I'm like, is she not? Is she not just a genius? Yeah. Just like I I study her songs. I study her music, and I just think again. I think she's remarkable. So I would definitely. She's someone that I would aspire um, to my career to be like. <laughs> <laughs> so other than your own music, uh, what are you listening to right now? Oh my gosh. Basically, I, I have like this, I listen to a lot of like what's charting on the pop, you know, charts right now. I just, I love, I'm really into pop music right now. I'm always listening to song, rumors, like songs from like the seventies that I just love. Um, that's a constant, always musical theater. Um, listen to, for whatever reason, a lot of Lim is right now. <laughs> um, that's been top of mind a lot of Benson Boone um he's sort of this new artist I've been listening to a lot well not even new but I've been listening to a lot of Benson Boone Thomas Day um it's really like it's a really wide variety Gladys Knight in the Pips always listening to Gladys Knight in the Pips always listening to Taylor Swift Boy Genius it's really I it's a really like eclectic bag for me where I just it's sort of whatever strikes me on the day where I'm like, oh, that's what I'm going to listen to today. But yeah, always the the constants are, um, you know, songs again from like the 70s, uh, David Bowie um, and at musical theater. Those are like the, the two constants in my life. <laughs> Love that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> what is a book that you feel like everyone should read? Another wonderful question. The Alchemist is probably, um, I can't say my favorite book, although it really very well could be, but I think it's one that everyone, everyone should read. I think it just has all these life lessons, like treasures in this book. And it's in a very like simple, palatable way that is the way it's written. It's, a, it's such a great story. So captivating. And again, it's just filled with these nuggets of wisdom and 10 on 10. I would recommend The Alchemist to everyone and anyone. I love that. And that is that is the most recommended book on this show. 
No. Okay. That, you know, that makes me feel really good. I feel like I'm, I'm part of the pack. <laughs> Are you a, a coffee person or a tea person? I would say tea. Although this is a bit of a, it's a bit, a little problematic. I don't, I don't drink enough, just period. I don't drink enough liquids. I'm trying to improve drinking just like water. Like every day I'm like, new day, new me. I'm going to try and drink. <laughs> like I'm starting with like a liter and then I'll make my way to two. So, but definitely more tea. Like I love a good chamomile tea. I think it's very soothing. I And I think I need, I need that soothing tea energy in my life. <laughs> window or aisle seat hmm I'm honestly not that picky so I would take I I'm very um pliable in that sense like if somebody wants the window by all means I will give them the window if they want the aisle usually I, I feel like I end up in the aisle seat I know I feel like most people prefer the window and I do love looking out the window of a plane and, you know, looking at the vast sky or like mountains beneath, not so much the ocean that always, for whatever reason, I'm like, oh, that always makes me a little nervous. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm actually quite all right either way. I like that. You're the, since we started doing this question, you were the, you were the first person that was not right out of the gate with either window or aisle like this is people are are very set on their answer to this wow okay well i'm happy i'm happy to be the inaugural <laughs> <laughs> the inaugural i don't i i don't have a preference for this answer <laughs> i like it table or booth i'm another this is another one where i i'm, I'm again quite pliable and that if someone wants the booth I will happily give them the booth I tend to find the booth a little bit more fun um but at the same time sometimes to me booths are less comfortable so they're more fun but less comfortable and I find like the seat feels just more secure and like stable so oddly I'm going to go with the seat and not the boot. I, this answer actually just surprised me, but I'm <laughs> going to go with the seat. There's just something about it where you feel like you can't move around as much. And I talk with my hands. I just feel like it's safer for all parties involved <laughs> and with like a fork in my hand. It's safer for all parties involved. <laughs> Do you consider yourself an artist? I'm going to say yes. Yes. I would say it's funny. I, I would say prior to music, I would say no. Because I feel like to be an artist, and this is just my personal purview, and I'm, I, I'm sure a lot of people have other perspectives on this. I feel like you have to have a little bit of creativity. And prior to sort of writing music, I don't feel like I was necessarily creative. I feel like my, my mom might beg to differ, but... I feel like if I was doing art, like if I was drawing or if I was painting, I could really only copy something like I didn't, I couldn't conceive it or conceptualize it on my own and bring it to fruition. But since writing my own songs and, you know, conceptualizing stories and I would say, 
yes. <laughs> the, the long and short, yes. <laughs> or I hope. <laughs> so if if in 10 years' time I, I invited you back on the show, where do you see yourself? Oh, my God, that's such a great question. And I honestly don't have the answer. I, I really try and take one day at a time. And so, and I know it's probably so important to sort of visualize a future and have goals. And I definitely do, but I hope in 10 years time that whatever I'm doing, I'm, you know, fulfilled and happy and surrounded by, um, you know, people that I love. Um, I would say that to me is, is of utmost importance. And I feel like sometimes dreams and goals change and they're malleable. And so, yeah, I would say whatever I'm doing that I'm just happy that I'm purposeful, that whatever I'm doing brings joy and meaning to the world. I'm surrounded by loved ones and hopefully have like a family of my own. I would say those are, that's the 10 year, the 10 year plan, which is again, very vague, very ambiguous. It's a little amorphous, but I would say that's what it is. So tell the folks listening at home and all over the world where they can get their hands on your music. They can get it anywhere. On the internet, I would say Spotify, Apple Music title, the streaming service, you name it, it's there. Social media, likewise. My handle is at Annabelle Guthers. That's A-N-N-A-B-E-L-G-U-T-H-E-R-Z. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk to me about you and talk to me about your music. I have I have enjoyed this so much. Oh, Greg, likewise, thank you so much for having me again. It's been such a pleasure. You ask such great questions. And again, that one question about the weirdest <laughs> word in the English language, that again is going to keep me up at night. I'll be thinking about that. I'm going to have to like write you an email and be like, I, I figured it out. <laughs> oh, but thank you again so much for having me, Greg. It's been such a pleasure. We'll be back every Wednesday and Thursday with all new episodes of Headliners. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Headliners is a Your Life The Mixtape Media LLC production, in partnership with Rod Wharton Productions. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this episode may be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.